Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Beyonce sits slay, Shantae, you stay. You say that's fishy. Well, I say he's dishy. We say that's fierce, so sing all my queers. Don't go nowhere, just prick up your ears. The Word of the Gay. Welcome to Word of the Gay, where we aim to dissect common words in the queer lexicon with regard to their history, contemporary usage in the LGBT plus community, and in pop culture at large. That's your host, Lenny, and I'm her camp co-host, Brendy. Thanks for tuning in. You can follow the show at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and send us through any word suggestions. Absolutely. We love a good suggestion. We do. Tonight, we've got a very special episode. Yes. Do you want to introduce it, Leonard? Yes, we're doing our sex slurs. Women's edition. Yes. <laughs> For women, about women. For spring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got a number of different words that we're going to sort of cover tonight. Yes. Um, the first one, exciting, is muff diver. Now, a muff is a short tube of fur or warm cloth used by women in the past to keep their hands warm in cold weather, which is also sported by me on our Instagram page, for anyone that isn't aware of what it looks like, uh, for a wedding that I was recently a part of. When they see it, they'll know what we're talking (laughs) about. I did not know that was called a muff. (laughs) It's very classy. Very classy, etc. And muff is basically a proxy for vagina, or more accurately, the mons pubis. And it gets funny. <laughs> <laughs> Pubis. Um, and to dive on one's muff refers to oral sex, with the diving element implying a certain eagerness we all hope the giver has when they go down on us. Absolutely. And I guess a rug muncher has similar connotations. <laughs> true. Uh, these are pretty funny words, to be honest. So true. And then we've got pussy puncher, which is a term that may be in reference to fisting, but I think it's more likely an insult invented by a man who doesn't understand women's sexual pleasure or has a violent hatred of women. Please don't ever punch a pussy. Agreed. 100%. <laughs> and last but not least, we have the bean flicker. <laughs> Ah, flicking the bean. (laughs) Yes. A myth about gay sex and female masturbation perpetuated by horny teenage boys, I would like to think. Well, as we stated with punching pussies, please don't also (laughs) flick a bean. Yeah, because the bean, or clitoris, is highly sensitive. I mean, you can go fast or slow, but regular sex isn't a porno and flicking, slapping, or forcibly rubbing, especially, you know, at the start, doesn't make you a better lover or make the person come any quicker. No. 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 Do you know that the um the clitoris has over eight thousand nerve endings in its tip? No, I didn't. It does. And it's highly innovative. Yes, and it can swell to three hundred percent when it's engorged. 
Engorged. Engorged. I, I know. I was I was fascinated by that. Yeah. I was like, wow, I'm learning so much about the clitoris. I'm glad this I week. made you do all that reading <laughs> to this. <laughs> so I think we're getting we're you know, we're sensing a general theme that women's sex is mostly just rubbing vaginas together, which is not untrue, but also more that they they can't have sex. Well, not that like the traditional Yeah, that it's almost like not counted like uh it's you're doing something, but it's not really sex. You know, like it's it's becoming more and more outdated that sort of thinking. But people yes. even brought that up during the um the marriage equality debate and stuff like that. Like, oh, I don't know what women do, so they're not as bad as you know gay men. But Rough. it's yeah, society often tells us that you know it's not possible without a man or without a penis or without a sex toy or without penetration. Mm-hmm. But, something has to be going in. Yes, something has to be going in. Mm. But a term I was introduced to recently is outer course. Yes. Yes. Outer course. So it's what some people would consider foreplay. Yes. But what some people consider foreplay is actually sex for other people. It's it's rubbing, uh, ki- well, kissing. I don't know if I consider just kissing sex, but no. if there's um, if there's rubbing and there's kissing, there's oh, sex happening. Uh, mutual masturbation, yes. oral sex, dry rimming, humping, rimming. Yes, dry, dry humping. humping. Yep. You know some other penetrative aspects, maybe Manual more gentler ones from tongues and fingers and yes. all that stuff. So yeah, I don't want to imply that this sort of outer course is the only way that two women can have sex. No, um, but it is very commonly a component of having sex. Um, and some people can achieve orgasm through simply just, you know, rubbing on well, you could go vagina to vagina. Like it's mm-hmm. not actually scissoring is not a myth. It's just kind of hard depending on certain body shapes and types and sizes. Um, but that is possible. Um, and then also you can rub on someone's leg, someone's butt, like any part yes. of the body to achieve an orgasm. An elbow. An elbow. <laughs> yeah, I haven't tried that. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so there's that sort of idea, but I don't think that only, you know, you as a gay man would know that that's not the only way you can have sex through penetration. And I'm sure that Absolutely. it's more about, I think that everyone should broaden their perception of what they consider um sex so like some people feel like if the other person has to be doing something to them and they have to be doing something to the other person for it to be sex but you know some people use someone else's body to pleasure themselves or have an orgasm and that can be quite exciting for both people someone might i'm gonna say masturbate themselves but i feel like there's yeah. another word like, for it because voyeur- yeah voyeurism? it's kind of just like but someone where you, you watch well there could be that yeah where you're watching or someone is doing something else to you and you're in a position where they can't get, you know, like in, it's just easier for you to, to touch yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure gay men do that. Women do it as well. I mean, I think it's really important to be able to pleasure yourself as yes. well because you're primarily, you are your primary sex partner. Yes. You, yourself. <laughs> yep. You know your body. Yep. You know what, you know, you evidently know what's going to get you off to a degree yep. if that per- that other person needs a little bit of assistance. Yes, definitely. And I don't know, it's probably not as tricky with men, but as we will, you know, discover later in the show as we talk more about the clitoris and the, the women's sexual anatomy, um, that sometimes it, it, you know, it's not always as easy to get someone to orgasm, especially straight away as, as a woman doing it to another woman, oh. although that's probably easier than a man doing it to a woman. But it's not, it's not built the same way as you know the penis and there's different definitely not <laughs> no. definitely so not. sometimes it actually can be a nice part of outer course i'm going to say sexual outer course or just sex that people do pleasure themselves in the company of someone else because yep. it kind of 
can loosen up your inhibitions, make you feel more comfortable, let the person kind of know what you like or how you – yeah, so I think that's – a tip from Absolutely. me to everyone yep. as well. And yeah, just that could be able part to explore of each other's and bodies considering in that other sex not well. being like, oh, well, you were there touching yourself and that person was doing the- It's not actually, you didn't actually have sex. You're, I mean, you can't go around, you know, there's people that have never had penetrative sex with a man and, you know, like gold star lesbians have, we've talked about. And you yes. can't say that they're eternal virgins, I'm sure, they <laughs> because they've never been. Oh, I've never had sex with a woman. Yes. But I'm not a virgin. But you've been penetrated. <laughs> <laughs> not no, by I a haven't. woman. <laughs> Marriage. <laughs> God, Brandy. gonna be waiting a long time. <laughs> the look you just gave me was like, I just thought Brandy. about it. No, I just, I was imagining it. Yeah, I'm walking up the aisle in white. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was imagining the sex. <laughs> oh, with what? You being with... penetrated. You being pegged. Oh, by a woman. Yep. Do you know a girlfriend yeah, actually, of mine? Actually, it has happened. Yes. Uh, a, oh, oh, now that you said it. <laughs> no, a girlfriend of mine has got her heart set on I'm pegging picking. a man. Yes. The numerous men that she's sort of come into contact with. Uh, there's one or two that have been quite keen, but they're never, never quite yep. got there yet. Yet, but uh, yeah. Watch this space. I'll report back when she does. <laughs> <laughs> she knows who she is. <laughs> you go, yeah, girl. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I think it's great. <laughs> So a lot of the terms that we mentioned at the start, they all reference, you know, just rubbing. Yes. Which, you know, is not untrue. Or there's a lot of yeah, like, there's yeah. The, a lot of rubbing involved. Yes. Um, but they're all, you know, this kind of negative, either kind of jokey terms or trying to downplay the women's sexuality, I think. Yeah. Which kind of ties into how I'm imagining, you know, a lot of the you know, the rug muncher and the the muff diver of mm-hmm. the seventies. Yeah. I'm guessing those terms, you know, came from males. We're in the guessing. Cisgender males. We're in the guessing. Yeah, we're in the guessing. Could be really angry straight women. Yes. You never Jealous. know. Jealous. Yeah, yeah that, that kind of have this anger about bisexual and gay women and feeling a bit not, excluded, left out of the club. Uh, yeah, not requiring. Does, obviously, yeah, yep. the todger-dodger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just The not- fact that women can dodge a penis <laughs> and not miss it. Yeah, like just them feeling like these women are... Having orgasms, having sex, having relationships. Not having, requiring me. Not requiring me. And that does make people, I mean, that's generally where the homophobia from women, towards women, yes. comes from. You know, with gay men, it's a whole different thing. And with women, it's just that anger, I think, of how dare you not want me or like, oh, I can I can turn you or I can, oh, that sort of. That turn me thing. Yeah. But do you think um, straight women have the same sort of thing as straight men in regards to Gay men. gay men, like two two men not requiring a vagina. No, because it's a patriarchal thing. Right. I mean, oh my God, there's probably some woman that out there that thinks that. I mean, I'm not saying that women. <clears throat> there's definitely women that you know hate gay men and sorry, um, that are homophobic as well. But I, it's it's different. I think they don't feel as entitled to have sex. Oh no no no. <laughs> no, 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 no! no, I know. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just thinking about the concept of a woman yeah. behaving like that. Yep. Well, look, would, I was at yeah. a bar the other week, and my friend and I were just sitting there having cocktails and whatnot, having a laugh. But we could hear comments from these men behind us at this mm. table. It was like it was during the football, oh, and the girls that were with them were laughing along with just some of these homophobic slurs that were being said. And we just sort of ignored it. Yep. But it got to a point where we we're like, you know, fuck this, we're just going to go into another bar. Yep. But these women, I was fascinated by these yeah. three straight women who were laughing along with these men. Are you girls homophobic? Are you still kind of stuck in high school where it's just yep. kind of like, oh, I'm just going to laugh anyway to be with the crowd? Or are you trying to get in these guys' pants? 
So it's just, let's just laugh at anything. Or just be liked, not yeah, be, be liked, controversial. As opposed <laughs> to look at the bigger picture and be like, it's 2019. Yeah. And it'd be the same if it was two lesbians that were sitting at that table and you know, those girls were saying heinous comments about those two women. <laughs> yeah. And no doubt those guys would totally jump on board as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're still... Sometimes you don't know how people talk when you're not around. Of so not. You, you don't really Can't know monitor everything. Op- you know, how genuinely but, open-minded people are or how yeah. supportive they are, but you would think if you were like south side in Melbourne that women would or generally north be a side. bit this more is north, north side. side. Yeah, north side that women side. just straight women are generally a bit more yeah. open-minded and sympathetic. That's so the, it's a bit sad. It is. Yeah. But I mean, have you ever experienced anger from straight men? towards you or any of your lesbian friends in regards to exclusion of penis? Yes, I have. You know, not that many times because people don't – I've talk, talked about this before. Like, I'm not uh-huh. a total loser, but I don't get hit on <laughs> I don't get hit on by women or men very often. Espe- oh, so funny, though, especially Jess, my girlfriend. She is attracting so many straight men at the moment. It is hilarious. Wow. Like, they're just clocking her and it's it is the spring. funniest thing. It is spring. Um. <laughs> but she couldn't be any less interested. But me, no. But the, this one time, I was actually with my producer. Oh, goodness. Who, yes, Hello. socializing. He's in the room right many, now. many years ago. And basically, what. Where were you? At the Kanye Westival. It's <laughs> 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 a fuck me. That is woeful. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was really fun. It was a rooftop. So we were there. Yeah, no, it was just a guy that was. I was like pretty drunk and he was just really pushing, you know, trying to to kiss me and grope me and stuff. And I wasn't being the most, I was just kind of laughing and pushing him away and wasn't being super assertive. He was like, you've got to come home with me. And I'd be like, I'm gay. It's not going to happen. And also, no, just on so many levels. But I was just saying that to kind of, you know, soften the blow. And he was still just so adamant. And he's like, but you're too... You're too attractive, too old. You're too hot uh, to be gay, like that sort of thing. Uh-huh. I was like, thank you. No, just joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was saying like a lot of that. And I was like, that's fucked. And he's like, no, it's fine. My cousin's gay. Anyway, he was an idiot. And then he propositioned he propositioned me that we could just go home and he'd go down on me, which doesn't re- appeal at all. But yeah, he said that as if it was like kind of enticing <laughs> that I wouldn't, you know. And he just deal. And he just like... <laughs> Jerk off. And then I'm pretty sure he um, also propositioned our producer. Yes. And for all three of us to go and do something because he worked out that he was gay and I was lesbian. He was just going to – I suppose we were going to spit roast him or something. But (laughs) (laughs) neither of us were interested. Um, And it was so bizarre. And he left out. He he was curious, but he wasn't. But he was going about it in the – the wrong, the wrong way. So And he got quite angry when you Oh he did, yeah. yeah. He he well, I got saved <laughs> by some men. Like <laughs> people just can't like they noticed I was like very drunk and I think the producer my producer had gone off somewhere and I was left with this guy for a while. <laughs> and then I was like saved. <laughs> you came back, it's fine. Wow. Um and then I was just sa- I was totally fine. It was like yeah. at eight o'clock at night. There was people everywhere, but I was more just like still trying to work out how to get out of the, the situation. situation I wasn't in you know, danger or anything. So, um, just a lot of red flags. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. basically people came and were just like, eh, do you want to like go over here? And this is why sometimes it's probably empowering for some people to exclude men. <laughs> like I- in that way, like, you know, this is what all those lesbians did in the 70s. They left their husbands and they... Oh, created their farms. power. And yeah. And all those farms that were like no men allowed. Yes, I can't wait yes. to talk about 
there was another episode. Yeah, exactly. That sort of thing. Like being separate, being a lesbian, political lesbian. And sometimes I think maybe um, when you look at history, though, Mm -hmm. well, the lesbians of the 70s, they were probably quite marginalized. But if you look further back in terms of when comparing gay men and gay women and gay men's sodomy, they were a lot more harshly written about. Gay men. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Someone even like Marie Antoinette. She had. There were rumors that she. <gasps> really? Engaged, yeah, there was rumors that well, she was bisexual that and yep. that she had a lot of you know female lovers and whatnot. Just kind of swept under the rug. Mm. But if it was her husband yep. of the time, good God. Yeah, there were like, like actual laws against situation. it. I mean, I think I think the laws. There are laws now in countries that are against homosexuality, which both women and men face equal punishment but back then yeah it was really they were focused on the sodomy and they almost were like oh women like you know they're very affectionate to each other anyway and they can kiss each other and cuddle and so if you saw two men kissing in the street scandalous if you saw two women it might be like oh they're just you know that's what women are like they're soft and they Mm -hmm. give each other affection fascinating but even when i was growing up if i saw same-sex couples on tv um, engaging in a kiss or an embrace or whatever it was generally females yeah um, prime examples, Ellie McBeal, when True. Ellie McBeal and Lucy Liu, I know yep. we talked about that one previously, yep. or even something as scandalous as Britney Spears and Madonna, True. the kiss, yeah. but it still, it was, it, cele- it was celebrated. Yeah. Ellie McBeal was celebrated. Even a Prisoner back in the 1980s, that was sort of like one of the first like same sex kisses on television. Yeah. Yeah. Between two women, which was critically regarded, but two men, you really didn't see up until the late 90s. Yeah. Um, and, and even then it was, you know, SBS at 11 o'clock at yeah. night. I'm trying to work out, is that offensive? Because do they just hate gay men more or find gay men more threatening? Or do people kind of like to see women so it's not too offensive? Or are they not taking women's sexuality seriously? Like we've said before, oh, it's more often like a phase or it's not really sex. Whereas gay men, it's like, it's over. Or it's, it's that, serious. Or it's that viewing Situation. The voyeuristic. Yeah, voyeuristic thing where people like to watch that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I did come across an interesting story Mm. um, in researching this, which took place in 1721 in Hungary, where a woman performed a woman had sex with another woman mm-hmm. um with a dildo or artificial penis which right. i'm imagining is some sort of ancient strap-on at the time i can only imagine what a 1721 dildo looks like yeah wooden what would have been made out of wood wood Splinters. leather Gross. yeah cool yeah i mean it would yeah. be i don't know they they Who had knows? i mean yeah like you know, a <laughs> candle oh, um, maybe it was a candle <laughs> 
Well, this is not a good. This is a sad story because oh, okay. this woman was charged under so- the sodomy laws, right? Because they were dressed as a man, right? And yeah, they were actually executed. So there's not too many cases of this, but it's like somehow they got around that this was taken more seriously, right? Because of the cross cross dressing, you know, the drag element and the pe- the fake penis element, and yep. yeah. So she was dressing as a man so that if they got caught. She would still be a man, like twelve. Yeah, I think I, I think that they were just they were dressed as a man in public, trying to go under a radar because they were in a, a kind of trying to have a heterosexual appearing gotcha. relationship. Okay. I'm on board. I'm not this sure story. if the person was trans or if they were a woman that was just trying to have their relationship out and in how the are they open. Caught? I don't know, oh, <laughs> but I don't know a nosy neighbor or something. A nosy neighbor, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's always Gladys across the road. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is what they say about countries where they have uh, homosexual sex as illegal. Like, how do they know? Like, mm. are people going to lie about it? Um, are people going to be watching them? Yes, exactly. you can make it illegal. That's one thing. But then how do you get caught out? Yes. Especially when, you know, the privacy of your own home. It's scary in that yeah, sense. Yeah, it's scary. It's really scary. Yeah. I think um, this can all sort of stem back, though, primarily, and I'm a big advocate for it, sex education in schools. Yes. Huge one. Huge. Um, what was lacking. yours? Lacking. Lacking, 100%. I think I had a pretty good one. However, still lacking. Yeah, lacking. like from a pretty early age. But also my mum was fairly proactive. No. I think we did go over some things like masturbation, which I suppose some people wouldn't have had that, which I think is good. Yeah. And I think, well, when I was getting sex education, it was an all-girls school, so obviously female-focused. I think it'd be good to learn about both as well. For it, like, both sexes or all... All sexes. Sexes, all sexes. Everyone needs to learn about yeah. all the different types of male and female and then also intersex as well and that there's different variations yes. of genitalia. You, if you just cover the anatomy of, you know, women for men and men for women and then it just leaves it open just but- to understand... And oh, other things like STIs as well. I don't Absolutely. think we got much and, about that. And but also, like, when we were at school, it was just sex education was about pregnancy. This is how a baby is made. Yeah. This is how a baby is born. That- and I'm like, hold on. Like, we didn't even do, like, a condom on a banana. It was like, we didn't even learn about that. Like, yeah. you know, the stock standard kind of American teen movies. Well, even that is, they yeah, they kind ed. of more do that for the 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 pregnancy thing but yeah i don't think mine was overly focused on pregnancy which i've got to say is no, good we literally like because i co-ed school like we literally just watched a documentary about the human body and i'm like oh my god i look back now and i think god we were deprived of yep. sexual education and i think it's really important to have it in schools because especially with the internet these days and pornography so much misinformation yeah. so much misinformation and if the schools don't provide it yep we, I mean, when we were teenagers, we went looking for it. And no doubt teenagers nowadays are going to go looking for it. And they will get possibly the wrong ideas yeah. about what sex is yeah, or totally. how to pleasure someone yeah. or what an orgasm is or the yeah. fact that, you know, men can climax too. Yeah. But there are, you know, Victoria is actually the most progressive sex yep. education state in Australia. That's good. Which you. I think yeah. is incredible because we live in Victoria. Yep. Thank God. <laughs> um, but there, look, there's programs like the Sexuality Educators Collective, which work independently as consultants that go out to schools. Yeah, and they've got all this wealth of knowledge, but a number of schools sort of push back and they're it like, depen- mm, yeah. we don't like that terminology, they- we don't like that term. It's like... That's the problem that it, it is up to the individual school. Yeah. It's good to have those organisations that approach the schools, but if the schools are, aren't receptive to it, then the kids don't get a proper... 
And it is important because not all kids get it. You know, if your parent, if you're lucky enough to have parents that also are open to talk about those things and find them out, that's great. But not all kids do, and you can't be like, well, they didn't learn at home. So I feel like it is school's response, like not responsibility, but they should be teaching a holistic, educating in a holistic way. It's not just about um, academics and stuff like that. And yeah, the sex education thing, like it, I felt like even though mine wasn't that bad, but it did also lack so much. You know, once a year or twice a year isn't really the best way is to incorporate it across the subjects yes. in different ways because it's there's like a social element and then there's a biological or you know, science sort mm-hmm. of side. Like in primary school especially, like early on, yep. from an early age, you know, age-appropriate stuff, generally the way you learn about sex is that it is for making babies and when you're young. But then yep. when you get older, it's not about that. that it no. generally should be shifting towards it. Kids are going to be curious and sexually active. And, yeah, so just tailoring and it to exploring. that. Exploring. But, yeah, making it one subject is limiting. I think other seas, so overseas, the places that have the best, you know, statistics in regards to sexual health, they've really integrated it. Well, it wasn't even like it was one subject. It was like one class yep. in science or one class yep. in health and human development. Yep. And then it was like, and now we're just going to go into the aging process. I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Let's, That's terrible. Let's go yeah. back. Yep. Let's absolutely go back. Because we were all sort of, it was just sort of like especially blind for leading the blind. Gay men as well. Like there is so much extra... So sexual health, preventive sort of stuff that, you know, it would be so helpful for people to know in earlier. Absolutely. Aren't they scared of kids getting STIs? And like I said earlier, this is why these independent consultants are so important because they'll come yeah. out and if, fuck, if the teachers or the principals are too awkward to talk about it, the they consultants do it. will do it. Yeah. Or they they'll can, do all the work. Yeah. I mean, Family Planning Victoria have got one. And then, of course, in Victoria, we've also got the Safe Schools Program, mm-hmm. which... Yep provides safe school environment to all LGBTIQ teenagers and I guess provides them also with resources to a degree in regards to sexual health yep. and sexuality, etc. Yeah, just about having sex ed be more inclusive of everyone. Yeah, which let's Amazing. be honest, yeah. safe schools should be across Australia. Yeah, it's insane. <clears throat> it's, it's crazy that... ridiculous that they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's actually just a fucking disgrace yes. that they're not. <laughs> There. <laughs> and that's my two cents. <laughs> you know, Lenny, we mentioned the term muff diving earlier. Yes. And it reminded me, it took me back to 2006 when I was in oh. year 12. and what were you uh, doing? <laughs> was not diving into okay. a muff. We were actually studying at my quite a conservative Catholic school, mm. as you know, that I went to. Yep. And we were actually in our year 12 literature class studying poetry by um, the 20th century lesbian poet, Adrian Rich. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. And we were focusing on poetry from her book called Diving Into the Wreck. That's surprising. The ho- this whole thing. I know. That's, yeah. It's maybe your school was, didn't realise or was more progressive in other ways. Some I other think ways it was my English. Te- lit- yes. I think it was actually my Gender English gender. lit teacher. She was very progressive yep. and was all about sort of pushing great. these great works onto us, which was awesome. Yeah. You know, teenagers being teenagers when we've, cause Adrian Rich, for anyone that doesn't know, um, she's one of the most influential poets of the second half of the 20th century. And she's actually pretty much credited for bringing about the oppression of women and lesbians to the forefront yep. of poetic discourse. So she passed away in 2012 very sad, but um, she originally was just the stock standard 1950s kind of housewife and then started getting into poetry and had always been quite artistic and then through that 
found her sexuality yep. and liberation and whatnot. But, <laughs> you know, being the heinous sort of 17-year-olds that we were in class, because there was 18 of us or yep. so, and the, the works were called Diving Into The Wreck, we made like a, it's like a three-month joke about <laughs> yeah. the fact that it was, we'd always refer to it as Diving Into The Muff. <laughs> oh, fuck. Our literature teacher by the end was like... Oh, Regretting fuck. her choice. Oh, my God. No, she didn't actually she, regret yeah. it. She, she just, gave us... She actually got to a point where she sat the whole class down and just berated the whole class for the fact that we were actually incredibly offensive and disrespectful to this incredible artist. Despite whether or not she was a movie star or a poet or even just somebody walking down the street, the fact that our whole class was making a a joke about one of her work and referring to it in regards to diving into the mouth, diving yep. into the vagina. It was incredible because myself and my friend Marnie, yep. lesbian Marnie, we were both sitting in that in that class. And I'll admit, we sort of, we did go along with the jokes at, at the beginning because mm. it was kind of funny and whatever else because it was just sort of backhanded comments. But then when Miss Audie was her name, gave us this massive fucking spill to the whole class. We were sitting there and like, it was that sort of, we weren't out yet, but we're like, oh my God, we're so proud, but like, we can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was full on. It was yeah, really, yeah. really full on. But she was just incredible. Yeah. Because I, again, as I say, 2006, and she just went hammer and tong, and yeah. the whole class just, we never said yeah. diving into the mouth again. <laughs> Not one person in that class. So there were a string of comedies in the noughties that, you know, reference some of these terms. Mm-hmm. So Wedding Crashes. Yes. In hindsight, it's a surprisingly offensive and homophobic film. The grandma in it is constantly calling everyone a homo, but also calls Eleanor Roosevelt the wife of the yeah. Amer- yep, yeah. United States president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a rug muncher, a dyke, and a lesbian mule. Oh, right. <laughs> Which is just so shocking. Just so shocking that that was funny, you know, back then back or in then. like a mainstream comedy. Which wasn't um, even like 20 years ago. No. Mm. And then there's not another teen movie, which for a spoof or whatever you want to call it, a spoof, a parody film, it's got like its moments. It's pretty funny. It was like the first of Yeah, it's the, the first of before of they spoofs. all went yeah. downhill. So the character of Janie, she's a not so secretly hot nerd who's called a lesbo by her brother for reading Sylvia Plath, listening to Bikini <laughs> Kill and eating tofu. And her father encouragingly says, if she wants to be a rug muncher, that's her decision. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then there's the 1978 Cheech and Chong film, Up in Smoke, where there's a number plate that says MUF DVR. Yes. supposed to be Muff Diver as well. So that was usually the Muff Diver rug muncher is the... The go-to funny slur. And then, all, of course, there's the 1991 film, Thelma and Louise. Classic. It's a yes. Bit, yep. uh, where a truck driver actually yells out, hey, baby, I'm your Captain Muff Diver. <laughs> That's a classic and has a lot of lesbian subtext. So that's, that's the recommendation of all those terrible films <laughs> from me. <laughs> the one. The one non-offensive the one. one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lenny, and like putting my muff back into its case and back into the closet for another year, we too have come to the end of an episode. Oh, yes, it's been great. Thanks so much for tuning in. Oh, you can listen and follow the show at, at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and of course, Instagram. And send us through any word suggestions. Any suggestions at all. It's always been a hoot, it, Lenny. I have a hoot with you. I have a hoot with our listeners. Yes, me too. <laughs> We're, We're Word of the, the Gay. I will see you in a fortnight. 
Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 